Newport Beach, The Pool House, Captain Oates, Chino, Ew, I'm Michelle, I'm Liz, and I'm Ingrid, and we're Let's Let's Talk Talk OC. We're the ladies that brought you Tree Hill Talk, and now we are on the West Coast talking about the early 2000s teen drama, The OC. Join us every Monday as we watch and review each episode. We hope you can join us. Dairy! One, two, three. Slamboni! <laughs> I knew you would say Slamboni. Holy shit, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Hey there, everybody. It's Kate and Caitlin here. She's chomping. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> Enjoying a crunchy snack per use. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome mm-hmm. to Hey Beautiful. If you don't know who we are, we are the only podcast that is recapping every single episode of How I Met Your Mother with zero spoilers as we go. So if it's your first time watching or you've been here a million times before, we've got something for everybody. Mm-hmm. So welcome. Welcome. Yeah. And We're happy to have you. Totes. And this week we are talking about moving day. Winding down season two, lots is happening, big changes are afoot, even if they don't actually happen this episode, Mm -hmm. Um, but we talk about the question of whether or not a relationship can really progress if you don't Mm -hmm. ever live together, which seems to be what Robin and Ted think can happen. Well, I think it's... You have to think about the idea of a relationship, mm. right? And how that can look different for, for different people. Sure. Totally. But knowing Ted. Yeah, no way. Right. I mean, no, <laughs> right. of course not. Right. Yeah, if it was like two Robins, not that they'd Please. be like. Please. Oh, two Robins psh. made in heaven. Ten years. They would take like the side by side twin beds to the next level. Fuck yeah, they would. Yeah, in opposite towns. <laughs> yeah. Maybe coasts. Yeah. See you in two weeks, buddy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so a um, couple cool things happening before we get into the episode. We got a new re- review on iTunes Woo-hoo. from Erica. Uh, Erica says, this podcast is legend. Wait for it. Dairy, welcome to the podcast I never knew I needed in my life until, <laughs> until it walked through McLaren's asking, have you met Hey Beautiful Pod? I wonder if she found us on the OC podcast. Oh, maybe. Because that's in our little promo. Yeah. Uh, she goes on to say, this is everything and more for the biggest Himium fans. But if you've never watched the show, it is an incredible way to dive into every episode, getting perspective on each moment and no spoilers. I feel like I'm watching Himium for the first time again. The hosts deserve the highest of fives for their never-ending knowledge of the show. And they really make you feel like you're watching the episodes with them. So grab your blue French horn, the playbook, and a pineapple, because you're going to want to sit for a while and hear the story of how I met your mother through this podcast. What a beautiful review. Amazing. Right? Thank you so much, Erica. That was really nice. Yeah, and how did you find us? Let us know. Yeah, we'd love to know how people are finding us. Mm-hmm. And be cool like Erica and go give us a, a lovely hymn yeah. reference laden review aren't our fans the best they're so great i know i love it appreciate it yeah we're mm-hmm. we hit uh 30 reviews on itunes and keep them How coming many stars guys we got there kate oh we hit all five stars oh, five star podcast yeah dude for a long time uh we Amazing. were at 4.5 because a couple people gave us like one star whatever for our poopy they're just trolls for our poopy shit sound but here we are working it out what about the content Hey man, some people can't can't see past the the early strikes. I'm definitely one of them. So <laughs> I've listened to I've listened to some low budge podcasts and just turned Woof. them off. I'm like, improve know, your production quality, please. It's tough. We figured it out. We got here. Thank God. Thank fucking God. So hopefully we'll hook people with these newer episodes mm. with the better sound quality. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And if you ever miss like watching an episode, we basically break down the entire effing thing. So mm-hmm. just follow along. Let's see what else. Oh, we also got a really nice comment on Twitter from a dude. What? And I, I texted it to Caitlin today because I'm just always surprised that white guys specifically stick around and enjoy us. The amount of times we like 
call out Ted for like white guy stuff, you know? Yeah. So to those of you who are here and happen to be white and male, thank you. You're cool. You're a cool person that can understand what we mean when we say white dudes. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I will. Thanks for being. Thanks for being cool. Yeah. Thanks for being cool. Yeah. If you're watching this show, you're not like a shithead. Yeah. Hopefully. It's a pretty good litmus test. I was saying that I said that um, on Twitter because Craig had said something about like how someone had said something nice about the show. And I yeah. said that this show attracts the coolest, nicest people. It and it's so does. true. It's so true. Mm-hmm. So appreciate you guys. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Um, but especially those of y'all who can take the lumps as we as we dish them out yeah. to your to your gender and uh, race. So moving right along. Moving right along. Keeping it light. Keeping just, it light. Just know, Caitlin and I will never say not all men. So just in, just know that yeah. it's implied. Just know that it's implied. Anyway, uh, yeah, we are, we get it. Yeah, we gotcha. We gotcha. Yeah. We are also coming to Instagram in 2019, Woo-hoo. which we announced last week. You can follow us already at Hey Beautiful Pod, same as Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll start posting when we pick up season three in 2019 because Caitlin and I are going to take a little break, you know? Um, but as as a little holiday present, we're going to be putting out episodes every fucking week until then. So we're going to get through this season. It's going to be fantastic. And then we're going to have a little a little time off. Yeah. And we'll come back strong with Instagram. And we've already got some interviews lined up for season three. Um, and, so exciting. Yeah. And speaking of interviews, Caitlin mm-hmm. and I are being interviewed this weekend. Yeah. Yes. So exciting. It's another uh, TV podcast. So stay tuned for more information on that. We're going to obviously talk all about How I Met Your Mother. Right. Yeah. Pretty excited about it, actually. And the most exciting thing. Oh, girl. The most exciting thing is somebody slid into my DMs. Oh. Our DMs this week. Oh. Mm, tell me more. <laughs> that would be the producer one of the producers of how i met your mother um one of the people that is running the one of the people who are running private joke the how i met your mother uh, official podcast that ran season six through nine yes private joke and he asked me to help him find a screenshot for him which i totally did and you can go see it now i that screenshot it was like I feel like you photoshopped it into existence. Didn't? And honestly, I wasn't even trying. If you go over to the Hemium Prod, I think it's called, because it's the Hemium mm-hmm. Production uh, Twitter, you can see the screenshot. It's of Carter and Craig when they were, when they cameoed as paramedics mm-hmm. um, during the episode Milk in season one. So uh, the producer was away, and he asked me to grab a, grab a screenshot for him. So you can see my handiwork there. And, That's amazing. And. He is going to be interviewing Craig and Carter, and Caitlin and I are going to get to ask them a question, one each. So we are racking our brains right now. We've also gotten a lot of new followers in the past couple mm-hmm. weeks, thanks to Private Joke and other, and other sources. So welcome. If you're new, make sure you're following us on Twitter. That's where we have the most fun right now, at Hey Beautiful Pod. You can also check us out on Facebook, same name. And be sure you're subscribed to us so you don't miss episodes. You'll get an alert yeah. as soon as we post. And um, I'm, I'm ready to get into this episode. Are you? Same. All right. So stay tuned at the end for legendary moments from listeners like you. And let's dive into moving day. So this is season two, episode 18, moving day. First aired on March 19th, 2007. Our writer is Maria Ferrari, Lady Writer. Lady Writer. Yay. And yeah, except like I don't love her episodes. What are the what are some of the other ones? Cupcake in Atlantic City. Oh, well, you hate Victoria. Yeah. Atlantic City was okay. Yeah. Like it definitely I loved Marshall and the games and mm. oh, God, let's not forget that sexy shirt. Yeah, the the shirt boobs. Come on. But inspired. 
She also writes and produces for Big Bang Theory, which I hate. Oh, same. Oh, same. If you like that show, you're trash. Just kidding. <laughs> we've we've done the BBT talk before. I know, I know. Oof. I have to bring it up. We brought it up, I'm sure, in Cupcake in Atlantic City. I'm sure we did. So anyway. No way I let that pass. Anyway, welcome back, Maria. Lady writer, mm. we support you, even though we can... We say welcome back, but also goodbye. This is her last one. Oh, well, yeah. this was a good one to go out on. Yeah. Really moved stuff forward. Um, and our director, as usual, the lovely Pam, Pam Fryman. So the episode starts off with a couple of scenes of Ted and Robin together looking super cute and coupley. And we have future Ted giving us a recap, letting us know it's you know, spring of 2007. Everything's going really well between him and Robin. And they had decided to move in together. And we cut to the bar and... Ted's telling everybody that the moving truck is going to be there by 8 a.m. And he's an adult, pretty successful architect. Mm-hmm. Hire fucking movers, Ted. Hire movers. Stop punishing your friends. But, I mean, he doesn't have a ton of stuff to move, but come on. Yeah, man. There's still, like, a bed in there, right? Yeah. Come on. Presumably. Hire movers. Especially in New York City. Mm-hmm. You know Robin's like you, place you is You have to get in and out, up. and I know you can't park on the... You can't move on certain days. Yeah, hell hell no. Hell to the no. Hire somebody. I think it's like the weekend. So anyway, <laughs> Barney asks Marshall and Lily about Ted's room. And if, you know, they need some money, he would gladly rent the room out, <laughs> which is pretty interesting because he already has an apartment. Why would he want to live with them? Mm-hmm. Um, but turns out his apartment is 23 minutes away from the bar and... A lot can happen in those 23 minutes, which we see in a series of flashbacks. And there's all sorts of failed attempts for Barney to get these women back to his apartment. They fall asleep. They get back together with their ex or they flash the cops and get arrested. All with the time ticking down to 23 minutes, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this like great countdown. Mm -hmm. Um, So if he rented the room for marshall and lily he could just go upstairs and sleep with the girl and then lily makes a comment about okay so we have to wake up some skanky girl let's not slut shame lily come on but okay come on, whatever <laughs> uh <laughs> she so she would have to wake up some skanky girl and kick her out and barney he said what is it, it says he has this line um something like oh come on lily have some compassion this girl was just told someone was going to the bathroom and that he loved her and then disappeared <laughs> or something back, like that. Right, yeah. yeah, never came back. And then remind me of the letter. Yeah, yes. The um the ghost one. Yeah, dear occupant. Or yeah. dear resident, whatever <laughs> dear it was. Resident. That's what it was. <laughs> so then we cut to moving day the next morning. And we see the moving truck and Ted and Robin are up inside and Lily and Marshall are handing them boxes. And there's one joke that was cute and funny in 2007 that doesn't hold up in 2018, and that's the Bill Cosby sweaters joke. I, when when Lily said that, I totally forgot about mm, that. I know. I know. I loved it at the time. It was very cute, and it was like a cute little thing that she did. Um, and before they can close up shop after loading up all the boxes, Marshall tells Teddy is one more thing for him. Mm-hmm. One of the swords. Oh, so sweet. I know. So it's a great little callback to season one, the duel, of course. And side note. Oh, my God. What? So I was telling Jack about this episode, and he goes, oh, don't they fight with the swords in this one? I go, no, no, no. That was another episode. I was like, was it this one? Was it this one? And then he starts naming episodes. I said, you know what, bud? I, I, I got to finish my notes. I don't know what the episode is, and I'm not going to know what it is if you say the name. It's the fucking the duel. duel. Yeah. Like, how <laughs> much plainer could they get? Not much. Wow. Life's tough sometimes. It's okay. That's why we're here for each other. Um, a side note, anyway. side note before we go further into this scene. Lily gets into a very, like, stripey time. Like last season, last episode, she was wearing all the stripes, and now she's wearing stripes again. So, like, end of season two and then season three are like very stripy in her wardrobe. It's very cute. Anyway, anyway, Robin has a, an adorable little moment when she says her building is infested with dragons. Mm-hmm. So he should definitely bring his sword. Um, so cute. And I was just thinking, or sexy. Ooh, yeah. 
save me, Chad. Um, so I was thinking, as I watch this, I mean, if you've seen this episode at least once, it's pretty clear. I mean, you, you obviously know how it ends, but you can sort of tell in this beginning scene that there's no way they're moving in together because they don't put, the writers don't put any sort of weight or gravitas to to the move. Like, mm-hmm. Lily and Marshall seem totally fine. I mean, they fall apart later. But, I mean, this is a this is the goodbye moment. This is supposed to be right. packing up the truck and moving out forever after mm-hmm. 10 years as friends and 10 years living together. So, I mean, right there you kind of know that it's not going to get much further. Do you think, though, that it's because future Ted is telling the story? Hmm. In hindsight? Probably not, because not a lot of episodes are like that. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, Future Ted doesn't really influence Mm. this. And you can kind of tell when he does. Like, he'll hop in Mm -hmm. and say something, and you know that it's bullshit. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just just realized, like, I feel like this would have felt a lot more serious if it was actually going to happen. Or it all would have built to that moving out day, instead of it being Mm -hmm. the first first thing that happens. Um, And, I mean, just based on how Ted is as a person... And how difficult it was for Marshall to let go of the fucking Fiero. Like, this is this is supposed to be big. And mm-hmm. it doesn't feel big. Um, no, the Fiero was bigger. Yeah, the Fiero was way bigger, which is crazy. <laughs> it's really upsetting. Barney literally slides into the apartment. I love when he does that in his dress shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has this fake quiz on a yellow legal pad. Oh, to try to, he had to try to get the two of them not to move in together. And there's a great moment of, you know, one of the questions is, Robin, do you think you could land a guy hotter than Ted? And she doesn't say anything. He's like, ooh, that's the right answer. Awkward silence or whatever. Bad, bad. So there's like just little tiny things start sort of coming mm-hmm. apart at the seams here. Um, and then we just launch into a really classic Barney episode of him railing against commitment. Yeah, and you know he does it in a ridiculous way, but at the same time he he's fucking right. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely right. Um, and we see another little crack in the plan here when we find out that Robin sneaks cigarettes. Uh-huh. So it's just another little thing that Ted doesn't didn't know about or that Barney did. Mm-hmm. And um, Ted tells him, you know, just get over it, get over it, and help me move. Just help me. And Barney takes that as, oh, I'll help you. The- you want me to help you, Ted? Okay. <laughs> okay, Ted, I'll help you. <laughs> In the only way he knows how. And then they're oh, like, like, Ted should have known. Like, don't let him leave with the stuff. Or why were the keys in the truck? Like, just. No, he grabbed them before he oh, left. Oh, he grabbed the keys. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Okay. Because um, I thought the same thing. I'm like, God damn it. He's in fucking New York City. Yeah. Leaving his truck with keys in it. And Barney then I, grabbed when him. I watched it again, I saw that. So they're just full morons. Uh-huh. <sighs> it's like they don't listen when Barney talks. I mean, I understand why they don't. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just so much bullshit. But oof. So yeah, of course, out on the sidewalk, Barney and the truck are gone. And we get a little wait for it moment mm-hmm. from Robin. We're just waiting for Ted to catch up and figure out that Barney is the reason the truck's gone. Which is really interesting because we just found out, you know, in the last episode that Barney can't drive. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he doesn't go very far. He just pulls into an alley. Oh, my God. The thought of him struggling with the van (laughs) to get into the alley and back in. Oh, my God. It's like fucking Austin Powers when he's on Or I could see him, like, paying somebody. Oh, yeah. He probably paid somebody. You know. To like move it and set it up inside oh, while yeah. he like went in and had a drink because yeah. it's just Ted's stuff. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> He's not a real person. It should all be thrown out anyway. It's all cheap. Mm-hmm. 300 thread count sheets, you know. There's this cute little thing with Marshall and Lily about like it seems just like yesterday with a cute little freshman discovering reggae and ultimate frisbee. Mm-hmm. And I love he did it later than the other kids, but we never pushed him. We knew we he'd knew get, he'd get there. there. <laughs> They're like such a proud mom and dad. I know. It's very cute. Mm -hmm. Too bad they're about to completely fall apart. Marshall and Lily are 
relishing that for the first time in their relationship, they get to live alone. And so they get to do all the things that they couldn't do when they lived with Ted, Mm -hmm. like hang around naked, which turns out not to be that great because it's pretty fucking cold. Yeah. Quick question before we move on to the next little bit. Have you ever lived 100% alone? Technically, no. Mm -hmm. I loved living alone. It was fucking Mm. great. I had like a solid year living by myself, and it was the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't walk around naked very often, but there was definitely like no bra and rarely pants. Yeah, but I I mean, I do that that at my house. Yeah, but you just can't do it when it's like a friend living with you. True, right. Like I live with my husband and child, so. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you do talk about, like, oh, I can't wait to live by myself. This is this is something I can do. I can do this. And yeah. you see Marshall and Lily living out these fantasies they've had for, like, what, 10 years? and mm-hmm. But they are so, like, college-age fantasies. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, walking around naked and having sex wherever you want. Like, that's very college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm like, I want to eat cereal out of a fucking salad bowl. And no one's going to tell me otherwise. <laughs> My friend Eric used to eat it out of like a big like chip bowl. We called it his trough. <laughs> he would sit there and go. Oh. I love it. He put like the whole fucking box of cereal, oh. in, cereal in. He would do like six packets of Easy Mac. It was disgusting. Oh, not separate from the cereal. Oh, yeah. In his trough. Like, yeah. Is but it, like the whole. Is it tr- trough with an F or trough with a TH? I always thought it was trough. Trough with an F, like rough. Yeah. I like trough. I don't think it's right. I'm looking it up. Trough. I hope it's trough. I can't even like... Trough sounds like you have a list. It is F. It is trough? Trough. Trough. All right. Trough. Well, that's settled, everybody. Trough. With a hard F. Oh, sometimes trough. Oh. Yeah. I love that. All right. Anyway, so go ahead. He's eat from his trough. Trough. Ooh, as an S- SLP, that doesn't feel right. Trough. Trough. Yeah. Joe, both kind of sound like you have a speech impediment. Mm-hmm. Trough. Sounds like you should be saying th. It's very strange. Only ignorant people say speech impediment too. By the way. Wait, what is the word that you're supposed to say? No, well, you just would say like I don't know. People are like, oh, he has a speech impediment. I'm like, Ugh. well, what's the word now? I don't know. Stop fucking ignorant people. Arti- it's not well, no, it's articulation impairment. Oh, for fuck's sake! I guess speech sake. impediment is what no one's gonna say. Lay people. That's the word I'm gonna think. Ignorant <laughs> piece of shit. Go. I'm a piece of, sh- a piece of shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I owe you one. <gasps> yes, please roast me. Please. <laughs> please roast me. Oh my god. I'm gonna hold up a little piece of paper like R slash roast me. Oh girl. <laughs> I oh, oh no roasting. Go on. Okay. Holy <laughs> ignorant people. <laughs> what a cunt. What a grinch. Oh, I am a grinch. Alright, go. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> at Robin and Ted's apartment, we find Ted leaving his 48th message to Barney and threatening to call the cops if his stuff doesn't come in an hour. But also, this is the last phone call because his chargers in the back of the van. Josh Reiner does great voice ma- voicemail work. I feel like he mm. leaves a lot of voicemails on this show. Yeah. For a lot of different reasons. And, and a lot of one-sided yes. conversations that you hear. And he's really good at it. Yes. Yes. They're they're very good. He does. He gives good phone. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Robin reassures Ted that he'll bring back the stuff because it's Barney. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Ted's just really looking to getting settled in, you know, maybe setting up the TV, watching a movie in the bedroom. Mm. Uh, uh, nope. There's a lot of things that you don't realize about somebody until you live with them oh yeah like one of like the small things that always makes me laugh um at our house we have we used to have three but now we have two different kinds of toothpaste because i don't like gel and chris doesn't like paste Hmm. and when he would stay like when we would be together 
like I would have my toothpaste, he would have his, or we would use each other's, which wasn't a big deal for like a week on vacation. Yeah. But when you're in like week three, four, mm. and you're using that disgusting gel, tooth <laughs> gel, tooth gel, is that what you call it? I'm a paste. Not toothpaste. I'm a paste gal. Yeah. Like I couldn't handle it. And I was like, I can't, I can't do, I can't, I can't live have, like this. I can't have this gel shit. Yeah. Chris is like, all right, just get. Get, it, get whatever you want. I'm like, that's excessive. He's like, is it though? Just buy toothpaste. Yeah. That's it's just going to, both of them will last longer. You're going to always use them. That's fine. Exactly. Um, it's fine. But I couldn't, it, it just felt weird to me because mm-hmm. I grew up in a one toothpaste household. Yes. I didn't know there was another way. <laughs> a nuclear toothpaste household. Yeah. A singular toothpaste. Yeah. Uh, I think Liz is a crest person. And I'm Crest, and I'm Colgate. I think it's paste either way, but there it's she always goes for Crest. I always go for Colgate. Same. Um, So it really depends. I mean, Colgate. It depends on who's uh, who's shopping. But Crest is trash. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, TV in the bedroom, yay or nay? So I have had a TV in the bedroom pretty much my entire life. Yeah. Yes, you have. Um, I remember the little white one mm-hmm. in your bedroom. My parents let me buy that in second grade because I saved my money from my first communion. That's a lot of money, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you like? Although I used to watch things on like the History Channel and TLC and National Geographic when they were actually they were good. like. Yeah. And I remember. And not just Caesar Milan up, and like. Poly- polygamy families. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> yeah. But I remember staying up really late one night in fourth grade watching a segment or a documentary or whatever on underwater volcanoes and I wrote a report on my own. Were you on Adderall? <laughs> no. I was just fucking fascinated. That is so cool. I fucking love volcanoes. I know. I just sat there like, this is why we're best shit. friends. And it was so late, and I was so tired, but I had to I had to watch the whole thing. You just felt like a college kid, just like grinding out papers, you know? Just got yeah. a cram. Exactly. <laughs> um, but really, nay. We don't... Ugh, we never watch TV in the bedroom, except... Yeah. Um, although we haven't done this since we moved, because we didn't even set up our TV for six months in the bedroom. But we used to watch... Pride and Prejudice. Oh, yes. On we would just put it on in the background. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we really don't ever use it. Once in a while, Liz will, just last night, she's like, this is the night I wish I could watch TV in bed just because we're cold, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But the most it gets used is in the summer when we have the AC on because mm. fuck the heat. Um, yeah. So we can sort of see and sense that maybe they haven't thought all of this through. Yeah. Um, and uh, they decide to call in reinforcements in the form of wine. Yeah, and I love I love the way they handle this. The writing is handled here where they do this back and forth of, we really like having a TV at our bedroom. Do we really need it? Do we like that? Um, because it's a way to have the conversation again, but in a comedic way that sort of takes some of the the heaviness out of it and... We still fully get what they feel. And it reminded me of Slutty Pumpkin when Robin's semi-boyfriend keeps using we and insisting on the we mm. and she insists on I. And this is like her her independence and her set in her waysness sort of rearing its head again. And then I wondered, did they work in the dogs going away storyline because of this moving in? Like, I wonder if it was like, oh, well, that's where it's going. We can't have those fucking dogs for, like, five seasons. Because Josh Radner's super allergic. Yeah, first of all. yeah, like, deathly, right? Um, so I wonder if that's if that's why they cut it when they did, like, when they cut the dogs when they did. Maybe, yeah. Um, Clever way to do it. Although I feel like they could have never talked about the dogs again, and nobody would have known, just like um, that sister in... Uh, Family Matters. Family Matters. She yeah. went upstairs and never came back. And never came back. Like Morgan on Boy Meets World. Came yeah. back like three years later. So mm-hmm. weird. Um, yeah, I mean, these are like big things that they don't agree on. Mm-hmm. So it's not looking good. Back at the old apartment, old home, Marshall and <laughs> Lily are making out on the couch and they realize 
like you said, they can have sex anywhere they want and be as loud mm-hmm. as they want for the first time ever in their entire sexual history, really, which is crazy. Um, but again, mm. the real thing falls short of the fantasy, which is so often true. Yep. <laughs> it's so, Sometimes it's not, though. Yeah. Wink. They both apparently were loud in ways that the other found uncomfortable. <laughs> and, I'm the best. I, loved, I just love the image of Marshall screaming, I'm the best, over and over mm-hmm. again. And then Lily screaming, Ted's not here. <laughs> so we really get. Well, at least one of ours was true. We really get the, the sense of, of where they're at <laughs> right now. Um, mm-hmm. And then we cut back to there's a lot of quick little Marshall and Lily scenes that sort of help build this feeling that this is not right for anybody. Mm-hmm. So then we quickly uh, cut back to Robin's apartment, not Robin and Ted's apartment. Mm-hmm. And all I wrote was fucking Robin. Can't even find room for his potlets. Like, your boyfriend was moving in. Potlets are useless. Like, he doesn't even have the pot for them. I get that. But at the same time, she has given him not even an inch in this place. I know. If she had but let that's... anything else slide, I think he would have agreed that the potlets are not useful yet. But the potlets will be. I mean, he also has pots that go with them. Right? Oh, I felt like it was just like, you know, random Tupperware lids. It was potlids. I feel like he had a whole thing of pots as well. Like to me, it was funnier that he was trying to move in these potlids without without any pots, any pots. and like mm-hmm. like and not that's even part in the of truck. Why... Right. I just thought he didn't have them because the truck wasn't there. Mm. Um, I consider that. And I, I've never had to move myself into someone else's place. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I've never had to consolidate really. Like when I moved out. When I, when I moved in with a friend, I didn't really have much. Like, I left most things. And then mm-hmm. when I moved in with Liz, she was only living at the apartment for, like, a month or two. And that was basically just yeah. until my lease was up. So Right. I remember that. Yeah. So there wasn't – I've never had to, like, consolidate things with somebody else in a place they've been living for years. But, Robin, clean out some fucking cabinets or something. But you're nobody surprised. It's like no, they just were not prepared for this at all. Like, mm-hmm. at all. It's it's crazy. I think they both just assumed like the opposite. Like yes. Robin just assumed he would know better. Mm-hmm. And Ted assumed, of course. Yeah. Like Ted's coming with nothing is what Robin assumed. Like my life is yep. not going to change. And Ted assumed Robin is my girlfriend and I'm just going to move right into her life with all my things. And it's going to be perfect harmony. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yet again, a simple conversation would have saved them a lot of money and time. But that's not how they roll. Um, then Ted gets a call from someone who isn't Barney telling him to put on a suit. And <laughs> it's a oh, I just love this. It's scene. a fantastic scene of Barney and obviously the darkened McLarens on mm-hmm. a payphone calling him. Was it a payphone or was it a flip phone? It, I can't remember. I hope it's a payphone. I don't know though. I don't remember. And so he's talking to him and he's got this gruff voice. And he thinks Ted is at the suit, and he's not. And so that joke falls flat, and he's like, okay, let me know when you get there. That's the suit I'm talking about. I, I love, Yeah, I love how he flips back and forth yeah. between, like, Barney and not the Barney. suit I'm talking about. Yeah. And Ted is happy to help him through the, the bit, mm-hmm. which is nice mm-hmm. of him. Um, and not Barney tells him that he will get the van back. If he create uh, completes a series of challenges, the first of which is suiting up and going to McLaren's, where he should look for somebody who looks like Barney. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so scene so much. Um, and Ted's pissed, but he meets him out because he wants his shit back. Mm. And turns out that Barney has a very special evening plan, a broing away party. A special bro occasion, <laughs> a bro choice rally, bro time at the Apollo. So good. And uh, so Barney tells him that he's going to have a really good time before they take fun Ted out back and shoot him. <laughs> and then we get a quick scene of Marshall and Lily at home uh, missing Ted while watching, um, it was like the world's strongest man. Yeah. 
And it was a Lou Ferrigno episode. And if you don't know who that is, he is a very famous and well-respected bodybuilder slash actor mm-hmm. known for portraying the Hulk back in the 70s on a TV show. Yep. Uh, a couple fun facts about him. Uh, he suffered a hearing loss from a childhood ear infection. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He's the youngest bodybuilder ever to hold the Mr. Universe title at age 20. Dang. Um, he's been married since 1980. Aw. At the time that this was written, I don't know when it was, it just says he weighs 275 pounds with a 59-inch chest, 34-inch waist, 22-and-a-half-inch bicep, 29-inch thighs, and a 19-inch neck. Thicker than a snicker. <laughs> I just love this little scene set design did such a good job making the place feel empty Mm. like it's kind of dark and cold and like the pillows are gone it's just everything seems more bare and spacious and then we cut back to the bar and ted uh is finishing getting the phone number for from a girl that was one of barney's challenges Mm -hmm. um because ted bet her that Lou Ferrigno would win. So he's watching be- it too. He's watching it too. I know. Yay. Isn't that so cute? Yeah. And she seems pretty dumb because she doesn't realize that it's a really old TV show. Is it just me oh. or is she the poor man's Rachel McAdams? Oh, I have to go back and look at her, but you're, you're going to want to. I love calling people a poor man. She, whatever. I mean, she looks so much like her. It's a barely even a poor man's. I wonder if she's been in something else. She looks. It's actually Rachel McAdams. Shut up. No, I have have no idea. I didn't even look. Oh, I was like, oh my God. I don't think it is. is. Jessica Barth, known as Church Girl. Church Girl. Ted makes a comment about how Robin is probably so pissed because he's spending their first night living together with Barney. And we know that isn't the case because we cut to (laughs) Robin in this beautiful, delicious candlelit bath. Mm -hmm. And she's smoking a cigarette. And she's looking at it fondly. And um, she says, like, this might be our last hurrah, my little friend. Oh, poor Robin. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that scene. She's just looking at it so <sighs> lovingly. It's like such a romantic scene. Hey, last cigarette ever, you know? Oh, Wink. I know. I was chain smoking like an idiot, like could not smoke enough and then felt so sick. When? January 1st, 2010. Oh, that was the last cigarette ever for you, huh? Also, the first fight Chris and I ever had. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, we'll talk love more you. about last cigarettes ever later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love I love the line in this scene where the dumb girl, the church girl, is like, are you sure this is live? Yeah. Doesn't it looks pretty old? And Ted's just like, yeah, that's because uh, the TV is old. It's <laughs> so good. It's so. It's so and perfect. she believes it. Um, I love this part too. So Lily decides she's gonna bring this the spirits back. You know, she's gonna mm-hmm. make everything okay. She's gonna cook Marshall the best thing he's ever had. But it turns out the fridge is empty because Ted was the one that did all the shopping, and had the microwave mm-hmm. and all of the towels. As we see oh my God. Marshall come out of the shower just draped in wet toilet paper. Oh, which is so gross. And the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. I mean, like, Marshall's just in law school. Like, he just has no mm-hmm. time to think about anything. Lily is notoriously immature. And Ted's yeah. already everybody's dad. So it makes sense that he was doing all of the the dad stuff, you mm-hmm. know, around the house. And He um, probably loved that and found comfort and satisfaction right and i just love marshall's line of everything useful was ted and everything that was a fog at poster we bought ironically in college was mine (laughs) so fucking good so no wonder the house feels so empty and i know lily finally says out loud what they've been really holding inside but not that deeply she says i miss ted and she really wants to call him, but Marshall doesn't want to interrupt his first night living with Robin because obviously they're they're at home having a great time. So again, it's mm-hmm. you know someone assuming what somebody else is doing at their apartment, right? Like we had Ted assuming that Robin was all broken up. Now we see Marshall and Lily assuming that Ted was at home having a great time with Robin. Turns out 
smash cut to laser tag. He's out playing with Barney and laughing at little children falling over. And we see Ted just having a blast Mm -hmm. channeling his inner single guy. And it's not taking Barney very much to convince him to stay for another round. Nope. And so Robin, he calls Robin. Ted calls Robin and tells her he's going to be really late. (laughs) So it's not even another round of laser tag. Like He's planning on just staying out. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's totally fine with it. And Ted thinks that means that she's really cool and that this is, like, the best thing. And no, it means you guys don't want to fucking live together. Right. Like, why would you not want to be home the first night you move in together? I never want to be anywhere other than my house. Fucking fucking same. It's Mm -hmm. so strange. Um, I know. Yeah. And so as soon as Ted clicks over or clicks off, we cut over to Robin's apartment and she's been on the phone with guns and ammo. (laughs) She's about to cancel her subscription, although she loves the magazine. They've printed three of her letters. I love how excited and like fangirling she is when she says that. Such a good touch. Um, She is really, she shines with those little... Yeah, she's coming to her own. I mean, she's had a couple really, really good lines yeah. this this episode. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of good little scenes. So they're they're letting her do the comedy thing, which is nice. Yeah, I think she's pretty good at it. Yeah. Like and so she ends up getting her submit uh, her subscription moved to her work address because they offer her a free hand grenade phone. And I looked up hand grenade phones. Yeah. And I found this like super cool like mock up drawing of one as like the. Like the number pad on each little bump of the grenade. That's cute. Yeah. I mean, if it's not a Not an actual hand grenade, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just a drawing, but. It's just another example of how incompatible they are. Yeah. That she's just so excited about this cheesy fucking hand grenade phone. And I hate that she is sending it to her work address. It just feels so dishonest. Like, just keep it at your house. Like. Okay, that's you can like it, um, but don't be sneaky about it. That just doesn't sit well. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things that happen this episode where it's just Ted mm-hmm. and Robin not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah, you shouldn't already be keeping things from each other. Literally four hours after you move in together, we get another quick scene with Marshall and Lily, and Marshall is victorious. He is taking care of Lily. He is the provider for his family. And he does this thing that cracked me up because I do it all the fucking time. I just did it the other day. I can't remember what word it was, but he's like, I have provided, provoked, provided. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you think it might be an irregular past tense. Yep. Uh, verb, but it's not. We got to try it out. See how it feels. Yeah, anyway. It feels. Um, but that is very short lived when he finds out he did not get any toilet paper, <laughs> which he used to dry himself off with. Normal. So he's failed. <laughs> um, back with Ted and Barney. Ted finally admits that, you know, he had a really great time tonight. And Barney tells him that, or just not even tells him, just like reminds him that he could have left any time that mm-hmm. night, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. And Ted says, well, he didn't want to go back to Robbins without his stuff. But Barney Hits the nail on the head, and it's like, no, it's it's because you don't want to live with her. You called it Robin's place, not home. Yeah, yep. And Ted basically tells him he's full of shit and leaves and goes to Robin's because he's just done. Gets to Robin's apartment, and he's so done with the day. He's just exhausted and defeated and puts his feet up on the table. Uh, and, you know, Robin eats at that table. And then Ted just, like, loses it. Yeah. He's, and he's like, why don't you just put me in the storage space where you have room for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just finally just letting it out how shitty it feels that she can't make space for him. Yeah. Uh, literally or even, I think, figuratively. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. You know? Oh, and when he, he came home, quote unquote home, he didn't tell Robin what Barney said. Mm-hmm. Bar- Robin asked him... Like what had happened, and he was just like, "Ah, oh, Barney's just being a jerk." But he doesn't say Barney doesn't think we should live together or anything like that. He's just he doesn't want to make it real. But he knows right. Barney was right, which is 
the worst feeling. You know, and he points out that he had to jump through hoops tonight for Barney, and now he has to jump through hoops for Robin. And it took him an hour to get home because this place, not again, not mm-hmm. home, not your apartment, just this place, is so far away. And then it hits him. He knows where the truck is. Yep. Yep. So then there's Barney at the loading dock of McLaren's, <laughs> the alley outside the, the bar, with all of Ted's stuff set up like a swanky little bedroom in the back of the moving truck, seducing a dumb rocket to get inside. It takes her all of two seconds <laughs> to be talked into doing this. I know. Even after saying, you know, I watched, what was it? I watched Silence of the Lambs. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bitch, come on. Come on. So Ted pulls the old switcheroo, gets in the front and starts driving away with them in the back, plays the same game mm-hmm. on him where he calls him and does the scratchy voice. And uh, that's how he gets his truck back. So later on, Robin and Ted are on the stoop. He's telling her about the night and how he got the truck back and how he took Barney to a bar near, a bar near his apartment because for some reason that had never occurred to him when it came to closing <laughs> the deal. Um, and they are both sitting there just looking at the moving truck but not moving themselves. Mm-hmm. So clearly neither of them really want to do this. Mm-hmm. But before they can talk about it, we quickly cut over to Marshall and Lily. And they're sitting on the couch looking sad and alone. And Marshall says, in the Amazonian ra- deep in the Amazonian rainforest, mm-hmm. there's a tree that only grows around the body of an existing tree. And he tells Lily, we are that tree. And Lily wants to know, are they the inside tree or the outside tree? And Marshall confirms they're the outside tree and they are also one tree. There are not three trees. <laughs> he says, we grew we grew around Ted and we're slowly dying, which mm-hmm. is so sad. I know. Um, and this is probably my favorite line of the whole episode or the whole my, this little part. Because Lily yeah. wants to know what they're going to do if this is this is how, you know, attached to each other they are. And Ted's, uh, Marshall says, I think we can marry each other, but we also have to marry Ted. And Lily says, I'll tell you right now, my dad is not going to pay for that wedding. <laughs> I love the way she says it, too. Like, so, like. So serious. Yeah. She, she I mean, she I, wants to do it, but. Yeah. My dad's not going to pay, bro. So. Just as they're feeling sad and wanting to call Ted and not wanting to bother him and mm-hmm. feeling like they need to, they need to do something, Ted comes in to the apartment. And it turns out Ted and Robin are not going to move in together. And then it cuts back to the stoop and we find out what happened. Um, It's clear that both of them, it just moved way too quickly for both of them. They don't even remember how it happened. Like we were fighting and then we were moving in together. And if you remember that episode stuff, the end of it, yeah, the whole Mm -hmm. fight was like a blur. And then all of a sudden they came to that conclusion. Mm -hmm. So, um, and they say to each other, I'm happy with you the way things are. So let's not mess with that. And, Sure, but to me that has that has a, a deadline that has like a yeah a date a finality yeah to it, an expiration date which yeah which we'll we'll hear again later um mm-hmm. so they decide they're not going to move in together and back at the apartment Ted's really sorry to to do this to them and he knew that they were so excited so this whole episode is just no one knowing what anybody else is thinking about anything mm-hmm. like being so off so off like really not knowing their friends or how their friends are feeling at all and no one talking to each other um everyone just trying to like handle their own shit internally all their fears and their anxieties and their loneliness mm-hmm. and their um reservations and hesitations they're just keeping them all inside and you see how well it works friends at home it doesn't um so ted's saying you know like it'll just be till the wedding and i hope you don't mind and marshall and lily are like slowly surrounding him it's like creeping in creeping in and then curling around him like the the amazonian tree and then just just rocking him ever so gently and just a sweet Mm -hmm. a sweet little moment that they're all back together so we get this really cute scene at the very end of the show. Um, and it's Neil Patrick Harris doing this um, 
David Letterman top 10 list bit. And it's so good. He does a great imitation. Oh, yeah. Um, the and laugh even and the laugh, the, the, the sound of the glass breaking when he tosses the car. Yes. Um, which also knocked over glasses, mm-hmm. um, which was just, it was really, really, really cute and well done. I liked, I thought that was very clever. Yeah. And Carter and Craig wrote for Letterman, right? And I, mm-hmm. Chris Harris too, maybe. Yeah. There was a bunch of them. Yeah. So they, they mm-hmm. know this bit inside and out and they did a great job yeah. with it. Even when real. Barney's like, do we have time for this? Like right at the yeah. beginning, like all those cute little things. Yeah. I love it. But yeah, those like subtle like nuances that you maybe aren't obvious to include, mm. but having seen it, I can't imagine like that not yeah. being there. You know what I mean? Like it just makes it more complete. It's so good. Really great. It's so good. Do you have a favorite name for the moving truck out of the top 10? F- find yours and we'll say it on three. <laughs> There's one I think you're going to say, <laughs> and then there's a different one that I'm going to say that's my favorite, so I'm going to say the one I think you will say. Okay, ready? Okay, guys, this is... Un- Best friends. So if we're wrong... This is like the newlywed this is like game. A, I know, I'm like sweating. Okay. All right, do the count. One. Because I don't know if I count up or down. Uh, all right. One, two, three. Slamboni! <laughs> I knew you would say yeah. Slamboni. Holy shit, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Okay, um, fuck. Let me get the list and I'll see if I can guess yours. Please hold. Yeah, I was just looking at it. So yours is different. Yeah. Okay. But I understand. Because I love. Obviously why <laughs> yours is slamboni. Like there's. Slam pig. Yeah, exactly. Um. <sighs> I have one, but I don't know if it's going to be right. Okay. One, two, two three. The, the Ford Explorer. Ske- oh, I thought it was going to be the 18 Squealer. No, I like the Ford, Ford Explorer. Explorer. That's cute. That's cute. Well, I thought Caitlin so. knows me better than I know Caitlin. Well, I did really like 18 Squealer, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're both in the same. They're both in the same vein. Yeah. Of of a play on words. Yeah. Um but yeah, Slamboni is Slamboni. It's real good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um and then also um Ted wears a suit with sneakers. Yeah. Because he doesn't have shoes. They're in the moving mm-hmm. truck. And that is also um what Doogie Hauser M D wore in the pilot episode. Oh wow. And Ellen DeGeneres mm-hmm. in every episode, as Barney lets yes, us Yes, in know. every episode. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Great. Cool. All right. So that's moving day. What are your What are your thoughts overall? Oh, this is such a fun episode. But it's so like, Kate and I try not to talk about it, um, but it's, there's like no fluff. It was, like Kate said, very plot driven. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those it episodes was... that's moving us forward. So it's like, and then this happened, yeah. and then this happened. There isn't a lot of... Um, deeper philosophical stuff, you know? It's not mm-hmm. like stuff where it's like, mm-hmm. what do you do with the stuff? It's just, right. are they going to? Are they not going to? It's my kind of episode. Very straightforward. <laughs> not deep. But it's it's necessary. I mean, it's we're winding down yeah. season two. We got to fucking mm-hmm. shitter it off the pot. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's true. And so uh, we're learning more about Ted and Robin and seems to be some limitations on just how far this uh this can exist in this form so well i mean they decided to move in together when they were fighting stupid i mean you're just you're watching like dumb decisions that people make all the time you yeah. know that oh, happens yeah. let's have a baby <laughs> to save the marriage but that happens a lot like you have a huge fight and then you mm-hmm. make up and you feel like you've like gotten to know each other better and You've yeah. gotten vulnerable and admitted shit, yeah. you know, and then you're on like this high of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. relief that you're not broken up and you're like, let's be yeah. forever. Mm. <laughs> it's fun to watch someone else go through that bullshit. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's see what our hashtag HB family had to say about this episode. Everyone was wonderful and sent in very quick and dirty 
um, legendary moments. Just like the episode. Ayo. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a solid episode. It's not like one that you, it's not like fucking Fierro. Right. That's like freaking iconic. You know what I mean, kid? Mm-hmm. All right. So the first one comes from te- from Kim, and Kim's uh, legendary moment is Ted's box of potlids and Robin's deadpan of already having potlids and the pots to go with them. <laughs> Robin is cold-blooded. Yes, she is my kind of girl. Excellent. Thank you, Kim. Eric writes, uh, easily Barney's, that's the suit I'm talking about. I'm not to the door yet. Oh, okay. Okay. I open the door and there's a suit. That's the suit I'm talking about. <laughs> so cute. Love. Ted's happy to help him through. I know. Well, Ted loves all that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. They all you know? do. They act like they don't. Mm-hmm. All right. We know. The, we know them. The next one is from Sam. And Sam said, when the quote unquote man on the phone says, I look like Barney. <laughs> when Ted asks <laughs> who he should look for since he's never met him. And I love when, when Ted calls him out on his shit, too. Me, too. Perfect. And Abha writes Barney's top 10 names for the moving truck. Yes. Abha, what was yours? What was your top one? She she listed all of them out, but mm. um, Abha, let us know what your number one moving just, truck name was. Just choose one. Hell yeah. Looks like we have a light blinking on the answering machine this week. <gasps> oh. Let's just, take a listen. Yes, let's take a listen. Hey ladies, this is David here. Um, I'm a relatively new fan of your podcast. I just started listening a couple of weeks ago um, and I'm absolutely hooked. How I Met Your Mother is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. So I am so happy there is a podcast of it now. I can't wait to go through the series with you episode by episode. Um, And I thought I'd um, submit my own legendary moment for you. Uh, I'm coming to you live from London, England right now. But uh, in case you couldn't tell from the accent, I was born and raised in Scotland. And that's what my legendary moment relates to, because my legendary moment is the inclusion of the song 500 Miles um, in the show. I feel like I need to give a bit of context for just how big 500 Miles is in Scotland. Um, It has been called the unofficial Scottish national anthem. It gets played at almost every bar, every wedding, every sporting event, every club, um, every karaoke night. There is always someone singing 500 Miles and the entire room gets around it. Um, I've seen it played at uh, soccer games, at tennis tournaments. um, And there's even a brilliant video online of the one time Usain Bolt raced in Scotland. They played 500 miles over the speakers and he was dancing with the crowd. It's a great video. I urge you all to go and watch it. Um, And the reason why this is a legendary moment is because before How I Met Your Mother, I had never heard this song played on an American show before. And it was a huge moment for that because this song is so popular in Scotland, but I felt like no one else in the world knew what it was. And How I Met Your Mother brought it to a worldwide audience now. Um, and I also love that it's just a running thing, that it comes up a few times in a few episodes, that the characters love it, they sing along. Um, Marshall has his own sort of love of Scotland, which we see in later seasons. Um, so, yeah, that is my legendary moment. If I had to pick one time that it appears that's better than any other, it would probably be in episode eight of season nine. Um, I won't go into any spoilers of why, but basically it hadn't been heard on the show for uh, maybe a season or two, and I was starting to get a little worried that we weren't going to hear it again before the show ended. Um, And then there's this scene with Marshall where he's driving and um, he starts playing the song. And when I heard that, I was jumping about my room. I was dancing so much. I was so happy to hear the song again. And when it appears, it is perfect. You can feel it has been building up to that moment. Anyway, um, I better go. But I absolutely love the show. And uh, maybe I'll speak to you again sometime. Who knows? Take care. David! It's David! Oh, oh, that was so great. Um, like a puddle. I just melted. Yeah, Caitlin's dying. P.S. Uh, she also said, you spelled her name wrong, but you can call her anything you want with that accent. Just so yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can spell it however you want. Call me. 
Anything, it's fine. So obvi- obviously David's uh, legendary moment was for Arrivederci Fiero, but we are so glad that you sent us uh, something on our answering machine. Thank you so yes. much, David. Um, anyone out there, you are welcome to send us a voice recording, and we will play it along with the rest of our legendary moments. I had no idea that this song was still so huge in Scotland. That's so cool. It is. That's really amazing. Um yeah, it's such a it's such a great through line for the show and that was season 8. It was such a good payoff, you know. It mm-hmm. it really showed you that the creators were like, we didn't forget. Yeah. We didn't forget that this that this was so iconic and they're so, they're so good at the callbacks. So They really are. Thank you so much, David. We really appreciate you calling in. That was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. All right, Caitlin needs a cold shower now. Oh. <laughs> Whew. Need some alone time. hey mm. All right, and that's it for us. Thank you for listening, everybody. We will see you next time for Bachelor Party. So things are definitely ramping up. We're getting close to the big wedding, which Ooh. is so exciting. Uh, so send us your legendary moment from bachelor party to hey beautiful podcast at gmail.com uh you can also send it on facebook or twitter and we will read it out at the end of the show along with everybody else's uh we post new recaps usually every other week but through through the holidays we're going to be going every week um so we all get a nice rest Mm-hmm. Um, and be sure you subscribe so you don't miss episodes when we post them. And like we said at the top of the show, if you're feeling like you love us, leave us an iTunes review. They really, they really help. Yeah. So we hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs>